Welcome back to this week's episode for insights into ETFs. Gold, the precious metal that has been outshining others in its family. January turned out to be a stellar month as the new year kicked off. Gold-backed ETFs saw its holdings hit new record highs. Now, according to data from the World Gold Council, total holdings in global gold ETFs rose a whopping 61 tons. At the same time, prices of spot gold spiked nearly 5%, which led to the AUM spiking last month. Meanwhile, it's expectations of loose monetary policy from the Fed that also move gold. As we head further into 2020, forecasts for rate cuts by the Fed are growing. Will Ryan, founder and CEO of Granite Shares, joined me to weigh in on gold ETFs and highlight the outlook for the precious metal. Well, great to have you here today. Thank you, Remy. Good to be here. Well, we're here at the New York Stock Exchange, and it's the beginning of a new year as well as a new decade. So let's start out very broad and take a look at commodities. What is your outlook going forward? Well, the outlook for commodities, I think you can think about it in two parts. So they're both the pro-cyclical commodities. So those will be things that typically do well when the economy does well, such as your oils and your base metals, etc. Then your counter-cyclical commodities, i.e. your precious metals. So precious metals have really been the star of the show this year, but you know, arguably last year as well. And that's on the back of you know, interest rates coming down, um, investors nervous about the current sort of geopolitical climate, and looking to use something like a cash alternative such as gold. Now, on the pro-cyclical side, the broader commodity market has had a tough time, um, particularly over the last you know, few weeks. There was a lot of optimism at the end of last year with the phase one China trade deal. And that, I think, was a signal to a lot of investors that perhaps the floor had been hit within the commodity market. And then we had the coronavirus. And so the coronavirus obviously is bad for the global um, commodity market because it affects demand in China. And anything to do with China right now um, is being impacted negatively. So right now, the commodity market is not looking good. But I think for some people that are prepared to look beyond the initial virus and concerns of the market, there's potentially a buying opportunity right now because commodity prices, from the broad index perspective, are the lowest they've been for quite some time. And I think you've given us a broad overview of what we're seeing in terms of commodities. But when it comes to gold, can you give us your outlook and tell us a little bit about how global monetary policy affects the precious metal? Sure. So I think um, you know we're positive. We remain positive on gold. It's something that we've been positive on really since the beginning of Granite Shares um, a few years ago. And I think there are a number of key reasons for that. I mean, the first thing is that uh, we're in an environment where you know, interest rates are coming down, monetary policy, at least in terms of the expansion of not only the Fed's balance sheet, but of other central banks' balance sheet is now started or started up again um, and is expanding at a fairly rapid rate. So those are conditions that are traditionally quite good and conducive for gold investors because you know, when interest rates are coming down, and particularly real interest rates, so that's the, the nominal interest rate minus inflation, you know, those things, the lower those go, that typically has a positive correlation with the gold price. The dollar's been quite strong, so that has been a little bit of a headwind for gold, but not so much in terms of the absolute pricing. And I think in terms of gold, you know, the buyers of gold tend to be a bit contrarian. So the higher the stock market goes, the more people are worried about a correction. The more people worry about a correction, they're looking for defensive assets, and that's something that I think gold, most people would hopefully agree, 
um, is sort of one of the first things people think of. And I think the reason why is because it has a very low, if not negative, correlation to the stock market and the bond market. And so when people are looking for that defensive play, they typically think of gold. And I think that's one of the reasons we're seeing interest right now. And Will, this is the ETF show, so I do want to get your take on gold ETFs. There are institutional investors as well as retail investors, and for those novice uh, viewers in the audience who are not familiar with gold ETFs, can you give us a rundown of what they are and what they actually hold? So gold ETFs, um, in its pure and simple form, is a vehicle that allows you to own gold in a portfolio. So traditional stock portfolio, now you can own gold in that portfolio just as easily as you can buying shares of Apple or shares of any other ETF. So that, that's the primary benefit um, and I think really the main reasons why gold ETFs have become so popular. Takes away that hassle of dealing with physical bullion yourself and also for the majority of people, gold is something that they want to own as part of their asset allocation mix in the portfolio and so it makes sense. Now in terms of the ETFs themselves, you obviously have um, some differences from ETFs that are a lot more expensive from a management fee perspective. Then you have ones like BAR, BAR, the, the gold ETF that we run, which would be a lot lower cost and a lower cost option for people that are looking just to own gold because it doesn't pay a yield, because there's no income, just own it at a reasonable price. And that's one of the main reasons why BAR has, has become so popular. And last time you were here on the ETF show, you were talking about the XOUT fund, but you also launched a new fund recently. So tell us about that, Will. So we launched XOUT back in October. Um, so that is still the newest fund that, that we have. It's been doing very well. Um, we're very pleased with the reception it's got. You know, there are you know a, lo a lot of ETFs in the market, but there's only one XOUT. And so what's unique about it is it actually takes a very new investing sort of idea, which is to say the obvious flaw with passive investing is you buy every company in the market, regardless of whether it's a good company or a bad company. So if we focus on trying to exclude the bad companies, then maybe that's a better way to outperform the market over time. And so that's what XOUT does. It focuses on XOUTing the losers or excluding the losers, and then hopefully you get a portfolio that is better positioned over the long run. And well, while I have you here, I'd like to get your take on what we've seen in the ETF industry over the course of the past several quarters. Uh, we've seen a lot of industry regulatory changes that have come into play. So how do you expect that to affect the overall industry as we head into the new year? Well, I think there are probably a couple of things. So one of the main um, changes from a regulatory point of view that happened over the last you know, 12 to 15 months or so was the ETF rule. By and large, I think that was a positive thing for the industry. Um, it allows uh, more innovation in terms of firms like us. Uh, it's, it's easier now to create uh, an ETF than it was before. So I think that is a good thing. Probably, though, by far and away, the main sort of focus um, has been on the approval of exemptive relief for non-transparent active uh, ETFs, which is sort of the, the next potential big thing uh, for the industry. So there's been a lot of hype a lot of talk about that. But finally, um, there's a vehicle or actually a couple of different vehicles um, for people to actually express a traditional active you know, mutual fund strategy within something that, that looks and feels like an ETF. And well, last but not least, while I have you here, give us your perspective on income. And last but not least, before I let you go, what do you expect to see uh, when it comes to gold ETFs as we head into a new decade? 
Sure. So income is an important part of the business that Granite shares. It's something that you know everybody you know still has a need for, and if any if anything, um, that need has only gotten higher with the reduction of rates um, that we've seen uh, in terms of the Federal Reserve over the last 12 months. So people are still looking for income. Those that need to pay bills on a monthly basis, you know, still need to write those checks to pay the bills. And our fund HIPS, uh, which stands for High Income Pass-Through Securities, is a fund that tries to tries to meet that need of investors for income. So has a very high level of income. Uh, currently in the market, uh, the 30-day SEC yield is about 7.9%. Um, so it's a pretty significant amount of income paid monthly. And we do that from investing in pass-through securities. So it's an index that uh, tracks things like um, business development companies, MLPs, REITs, closed-end funds, but something that for people that are looking for income, something to inquire about. Okay, well, well, thank you so much for joining me here at the New York Stock Exchange. And as always, thanks for all of your insights. Thank you, Remy. Anytime. Thank you. And thanks for tuning in for the latest episode. That was Will Ryan, founder and CEO of Granite Shares. Make sure to send any comments and questions our way. We want to hear from you. Tune in next time for the latest in ETFs. This is Asset TV.